Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are live here on our world-famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio broadcast with a fantastic, fantastic guest. And uh, go ahead and give us a brief introduction on yourself, my friend. Uh, my name is Minoti Rajput of Secure Planning Strategies, and I'm the author of a book that I recently published in October of 2018, Beyond Appearance Love. I am an estate and financial planner and focus my practice on planning for families that have children with disability. We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast, Minoti Rishpit, and uh, she has helped 1,500 special needs families over the past few decades. She's got some answers. Tell us a little bit about uh, your book, Beyond a Parent's Love, Lessons Learned in Life Planning for Special Needs Children. So what I have found, James, in my last 30 years of practicing in this specialty within my financial planning practice is that not much has been written about what the parents go through in raising a child with disability. There are a set of complex rules, laws related to planning. There have been some books written about how to do planning, but my book not only addresses how to do the planning, but it's a compilation of many stories, of real-life stories of families uh, it talks about their challenges, their trials and tribulations, and their triumphs in raising child with disability. And in some cases, there are children with disabilities. And so each story deals with a child with different types of disability, different age groups, and talks about how they face their challenges, what happened, and what are the lessons learned from those which becomes educational to the readers, but also is an inspiration to many young parents who are raising a child with disability or families who have not done the planning yet to make them uh, understand that they are not alone in their journey. It's also good for a lot of professionals, financial planners, who perhaps should focus on this area because there are far more people that we know with disability than what we see on a daily basis. We've got a great guest with us today. Beyond a parent's love, lessons learned in life planning for special needs children. Tell us about what you learn from counseling over families with special needs children. Uh, what I have learned is that there are no two families who are alike in their values, in the disability of their children, their financial situation. They all hurt and worry about their child when, when they're going to pass away, what's going to happen. Nobody is ever prepared, and yet the parents feel that they are the best people to take care of their child. And what we tell them is you have to do the very best from day one to do the planning and educate your other children and how to step in your shoes. It's also a partnership between the parents' caregiving ability their own financial planning, as well as getting the government benefits. It's a combination of all of those three things 
and it has to be done as if they're going to die, like yesterday. You cannot just wait until you are in your 60s and 70s. The parents also need to think about where the children are going to live in when they are not around. What I have also learned that parents do the best they can, but sometimes the best is not good enough because there isn't enough information available to the right professionals. So you've got to look for the right people who can help you, and you will get a lot of those information in the book, and you can get it from Amazon.com. But the book is also a lot about the emotional aspect of what every parent feels in terms of taking care of their child and how they have to um, develop the right skills in terms of uh, learning about the uh, different planning strategies and cope with their own emotions and let go and have the housing available for their child while they still can, while they plan for their own retirement. We have got a great guest with us today, Beyond the Parents, Love Lessons Learned in Life Planning for Special Needs Children. Tell us about how to utilize state and federal programs and resources for more protections. Well, the resources um, are scarce, and as the population of the special needs uh, children or adults are getting larger, and also um, they all need to reach out for what we call SSI, Supplemental Security Income, Social Security Disability, Medicaid. It's the same Medicaid pool of dollars that's also going to be needed by the elder population as they run out of money and when they have to go into nursing home. So the resources, they can get them early education. The children, when they are in school, the schools start to provide some basic information. But they can also look for the local advocacy organization, such as the ARC, the Alliance for Mental Illness, the Autism Society. But they can get to the Department of um, Human Resource, uh, uh, DHS, Department of Health and um, Human Resource Services, and also the SSA.gov. Those are all the places they can get the basic information. Uh, Internet has a lot of information available, but they have to be looking for their own local advocacy organizations, become members of them, and look for speakers who come and talk about things like this. We've got a great guest with us today, Beyond the Parents Love Lessons Learned in Life Planning for Special Needs Children. It is a fantastic read. Uh, which type of trust is needed for your specific circumstances? Can you repeat the question, please? We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. Beyond the Parents' Love, Lessons Learned in Life Planning for Special Needs Children. Which type of trust is needed for your specific circumstances? Okay. So the legal documents entail the parents' own uh, legal documents, such as wills and trust, but the child with special needs, they are not allowed to have more than certain amount of assets. This trust is worded in such a specific way that the income and principle of this trust is going to supplement the government benefits and not replace it. That's the most important part of it. It's not going to be a trust that will have language that the other children when they're minors would need for health, support, and maintenance. There's a distinction that they, they have to have very special type of trust that's where the parents will leave their assets that will supplement the government benefits because 
the government benefits alone will not be enough to maintain a decent quality of life for their loved ones. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast, Beyond a Parent's Love. It is going to help readers learn how families in similar situations have dealt successfully with their challenges. Now tell us about what you need to know about guardianship. Um, Most people take it for granted that they will always be in charge of all of the well-being of their child, irrespective of the age. Well, that's not true. In most states, um, a child becomes an adult uh, at the age of 18. At that time, if the parent feels that their child is vulnerable, their child has cognitive impairment, cannot make a lot of the major decisions on health matters or their own education, residential matters, or their general well-being, then they need to, if they wish to become guardian, continue to remain guardian, even when the child turns an adult, they have to approach the probate court and uh, and apply to be their guardian. There are a lot of advocacy agencies or organizations that do not always recommend that the parents become guardian because technically it's taking the rights away from a child. So a parent is the best person to know whether they should or should not, depending upon what they know best about the child's ability to handle their own uh, matters. Once you apply for the probate court, the probate court appoints a guardian ad litem to represent the adult child, and then you approach the judge of the probate court to get that guardianship approved, and then it's not forever, it's subject to renewals from time to time. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our broadcast. Talk to us how caretakers should be selected to navigate the long journey of raising a special needs child. Um, Very carefully, although um, it's not always the family members who end up being the caregiving. The parents are doing the caregiving as long as they can, but they are vulnerable too. Today, both the parents are living longer and so are their adult um, children with special needs. At some point, the parents have to part with their children in terms of um, they are not going to be living with them. Uh, They may have a housing arrangement which may be funded by the government, and in that case, the caregivers are going to be um, coming from those uh, agencies from the government. these are wonderful people, but they work very hard, and they are not um, high-wage earners. So there's a lot of turnaround in the caregiving uh, professionals, basically. So um, I think that we are talking about not only just the caregivers, but also the future trustees who are going to be supervising the caregivers. So when the parents create the special needs trust, they're probably um, entrusting their other adult children, the siblings, or other relatives who may not be quitting their jobs or staying home to look after the day-to-day caregiving of their sibling or family member with disability, they are going to have to select people who are capable, caring, and hardworking and trustworthy uh, to be able to care for their adult uh, sibling with disability and also have understanding of the disability and be able to uh, be involved in their day-to-day lives 
um, whether they are working, uh, their transportation, uh, taking them to the doctor, carefully watching their meals, entertainment, and a lot of those things. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast, Beyond a Parent's Love, Lessons Learned in Life Planning for Special Needs Children. We've got a fantastic guest with us today. Now talk to us about how to protect your small business and assets while planning your retirement and for the future care of a special needs child. When the parents are small business owners or they're about to approach retirement, many parents rely on their own assets to leave it to their, a portion of that to their special needs child's trust for the child's future security. But we believe that everybody's financial planning first needs to take care of their own needs, the parents. I'll give an example then. When any of us fly with young children, we always have to put the oxygen mask on our faces first in case of a disaster before the child is taken care of. Because if you're not taken care of, you cannot extend the care to the children. It's the same principle. But today the challenge is that the parents' financial planning is very critical. Are they going to have enough for their own selves? Are they going to live a very long life and end up in a nursing home and deplete all their assets? If they're small business owners, so many business owners work very hard and they feel they're going to die on their jobs because there is no value that they have learned or have taken the trouble to extract from their values in terms of cash. Um, so that planning, exit planning strategy for a business owner and doing various investment strategies to make the money last longer get life insurance to fund a special needs trust, those are all the combination of strategies that the parents have to put in together. Planning needs to start very early on, and yet at the end of the day, the financial planning and the funding of the trust can only be as good or as much as the parent's own ability is. If they try to do more than what they can handle, it's going to fall flat on its face. So they have to do the best they can, but a very solid plan. We've got a great guest with us today, Beyond a Parent's Love, Lessons Learned in Life Planning for Special Needs Children. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us on the telephone. Talk to us about how to anticipate and plan for the unexpected. Unexpected happens, as you will see in some of my chapters here. Things have to be thought about what-if scenario. What if my child lives much longer or dies early. Um, what if the trustee that I have appointed uh, dies before I had expected? It, it could be like I had appointed my daughter to be the successor trustee, but she died earlier than I had thought. Or the parents both end up in a nursing home and the money runs out. So you have to assume that any of this can happen and have a contingency plan. When you name a trustee, you always name, if not my daughter, who else is there? Can my other steps then, the son step in? If not that son, is there a cousin available? Is there a distant relative available? You have to talk to all of those people and line up. Is there any one asset that you as a parent are not likely to need your house? Is this where your child is going to leave? 
clear when you are not there. If not, can it be sold and can that proceed go into debt if all other assets have been depleted? So a good counselor or a planner will raise all of these red flags in the discussion of during the planning and come up with a backup plan so that in case any of that happens, there is another plan to fall back on. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. Beyond a Parent's Love, Lessons Learned at Life Planning for Special Needs Children. Which pitfalls to avoid when planning for your family's future? Tell us about it. Break it down for us, my friend. Well, the pitfalls can be... Ignorance is the first pitfall. Avoidance of planning is another pitfall. Choosing the wrong trustees would be a pitfall. Not taking care of your financial planning. Choosing the wrong products in the planning, all of those are pitfalls. But the most important thing that they cannot afford to avoid is doing the planning on the right time. Uh, Learn as much as you can. Read about it. Go to the parents' meeting. Ask the special education teachers. Learn about guardianship. Ignorance is, is the worst mistake that you can make. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live beyond a parent's love. Lessons learned in life planning for special needs children. Great guest with us today here on our phone. Why she hopes her book will inspire more financial planners to specialize in planning for special needs families. Break it down for us, my friend. The reason I want other financial planners to be involved is because there aren't enough of them as a result Many times we see incorrectly done plans or insufficiently done plans. We have more special needs adult children all over the country and not enough planners. Attorneys can create a good document, but the document is just a document. If it's not coordinated with a well-designed and funded financial plan, the legal document is not going to be helpful at all. It's just like an empty house. It's a beautiful house, but without utilities, without any furnishing, you cannot live in that house. That's why more financial planners are needed to educate these parents and also hold their hands and help them do the plan and walk with them until they know that they are taken care of. Well, before we let you go, how do we find you online, pick up your book, everything else? My book is available through Amazon.com. I have a website, www.spsfinancial.com. Fantastic. And have my your name s- is Minoti Rajput, and they can find me on Google. Yes, indeed. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, talking to you more. Have yourself a wonderful day, my friend. Thank you very much, and thanks to your audience. Definitely. Have yourself a wonderful day. We are going to get to more coming up after our break. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.